0: This I Work for Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit PTL.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share
1: your faith. PTL.org. Hey, thanks for tuning into I Work for Him this nice. afternoon. You're not know, allowed to laugh during my intro. It was a great intro, man. Okay, all right. Hey, welcome to I Work for Him as we're broadcasting That's you from the Hampton Roads. I'm doing my intro. But you got a great radio Legend. voice, I love Okay, all right. Sorry. We're broadcasting to you from the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. We're so grateful that you're tuning in today. And yes, we're going to be talking with legend today. But before we get to him, Martha, why don't you tell people how they can connect with us Whichever way you think they should connect with us I today. get to pick today? Yes, you get to pick.
2: That's so awesome. So, you know, one of the things that we have been trying to just really grow is our podcast downloads. Because we know that um, people just need to be aware that if they can't tune into the radio, there's a lot of other ways to get this um, the the information that we are sharing the ministries we're uncovering, the lives that have been changed and um, being able to share that with our listeners. So go on your favorite platform and find I Work For Him and uh, subscribe to our podcast so that you can catch them when you're cooking breakfast, when you're working out, when you're um, mowing the lawn, you know, whatever it might be that um, we can be there with you. And um, so go to iworkforhim.com, our podcast page, and you can see all the platforms that we're on. You can also just search for one. So maybe you you heard From any one person that you might have talked to that we had had somebody else on the show, you can search for them and listen to their show as well. So we have a lot of different tools out there. Iworkforhim.com.
1: work work the number four, him.com. Hey, so a shout-out, of course, all over to Tampa Bay, from north of Fort Myers to south of Ocala, all the way over to Disney. And, of course all over Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and the first co- the first coast of Folkestone, Georgia, all that whole big area. And of course, right here in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, as we broadcast on the Lighthouse AM 1010 and FM 100.1. We're so grateful to be on air here. You know, it turns out, as we talked about, uh, you know, we've talked about the Lighthouse and coming on the air here a couple of months ago, we have a lot of friends up here in the... Hampton Roads area of Virginia and so we decided to stop by on our way to DC to meet some of these friends nice. and so today we talk with our friend Legend now his name is that's his that's his stage name if you want to know his real name well we have to protect the innocent we can't do that today okay it's <laughs> Nigel it's Nigel Anderson but you can check him out online L-E-G-I-N YouTube videos phenomenal rap star a Jesus-loving rap star. you Your stuff, his <laughs> stuff is acceptable for your children to listen to. True. Legend, welcome back to I Work For Him.
0: Hey, what's up, man? Now, we're in your hometown this time. We are, man. We are. The only only problem is we don't have Chef Martha in the kitchen that's right. making she's it right. Not, that's right. Because that made my trip to Tampa where gone was okay. when <laughs> Chef Martha did her thing. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, my wife cooked well. to cook. Which is yeah. why when you see us in pictures, you'll notice Martha's skinny and I'm not. And that's because <laughs> she's an incredible cook.
0: But it's worth it. Every it, bit of it legend let's just
1: start with this this question let's just start talking by by focusing on jesus what's jesus been doing in your life recently that's just just turning your world upside down
0: man um honestly with me he's been giving me more patience and making me a better husband and a father which is what i've been praying for for years and years and years and i'm seeing some of the fruit of that so that's that's really man dude that's the most important thing to me right now in this season of my life because things are getting busy my kid i've have a fourth grader next year, oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. um, and that's that. just making sure that I'm a present dad and not f- parenting on autopilot, making sure I'm loving my wife consciously today and not just parenting on, you know, whatever. I'm not just, not just loving her off of, you know, just seeing God make me conscious and aware of certain things as they change as we grow. Um, that's the thing I think God's been doing the most for me uh, in these days. So let's. I mean, we want to really dig deep into where the Lord
1: has you moving because He has you moving Definitely. in a lot of places. The Safe House Project's is one of the things that the Lord had, had you help launch. You're doing. Yeah, you're doing um, rap music. You're involved deeply in the hip hop culture. Yeah. You you are are pastoring. You're preaching here. We're we're on location. That we should give a plug out to your church. Yeah. We're on location. They're letting us record here today. Crossroads
0: Shout Church. Shout out Crossroads Church C R C Shout out the whole squad at Crossroads Church.
1: That's right. Very good. So and you're preaching here once a month. Yeah. And I wish we could have coordinated getting here. That would have been really fun. That'd
0: have been fun. Do you do you <laughs> jump
1: into rap in the middle of a sermon? Then or?
0: sometimes they yeah. tell me I talk too fast and it sounds like I'm rapping. I'm like, sorry, I'll slow down. So yeah. <laughs> I let I let them like just throw their hands up like stop in the middle of the sermon if they need to. So it's all good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you talk fast. I think I talk fast. You give me some Mountain Dew and I can talk really fast. Not, but, well, you
0: can have the rest of my car- energy no, drink if you want. No,
1: that looks. It, see, it's skinny and it looks healthy because it's got all that yeah. writing in the back. Well, it's, it's all got-
0: it's all lies and marketing, but I. It's all it. lies and marketing, yeah, but, yeah, and yeah. it's got
1: fruit <laughs> on the front picture. Right, right, right. All right, so let's. What are you seeing the Lord do? You got you're spending a lot of time in Africa. You're spending mm-hmm. a lot of time in. Well, I mean, you're traveling all the time. Why,
0: man? I just uh, I want to be in front of people and be with people. I love relationships. I think that there's nothing nothing can ever. Uh, Replace the live show with a live presence when you're with people because you just connect on a different level. Even if you don't get to shake a hand, being present in the same room changes things. So if I have That's a message, so true. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you can, I can hear somebody on the podcast. We're talking about Tim Keller earlier. i the Tim Keller fan from the jump. He wrote a formative book, uh, "The Reason for God," shaped a lot for me. But I, I, remember this morning I was like, "Yo, I saw him live at Virginia Beach," Convention and that changed a lot for me. Maybe even mm-hmm. more uh, in love with the stuff. So just, I, I love to travel and speak and perform because you just connect with people. The conversations are different even in on Instagram afterwards when you're talking to people personally. Yeah. So um yeah, I just I love So is that. that
1: how you can actually we can communicate with you most effectively on Instagram because it you are like you're supposed <laughs> to be, you know, uh,
0: you got my cell number, you can just text uh, me, bro. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, for, I mean really like for that's that literally is the best communication tool for cuz now you can direct message your favorite speaker or artist and they may get back to you and like my instagram is at legend tv TV, and people dm me and say oh i heard you on this and i talk right back to them i run that i don't have anybody running it for me so you could use a person though you're
1: you're getting kind of stretched all right
0: well
2: that's <laughs> so- that soon to be fourth grader might but- <laughs> yeah yeah so as soon as you hit
0: sixth grade she's taking over the business so
1: she's probably ready to do it now
0: <laughs> yeah facts i haven't let her get up there yet i'm not not ready yeah. for that yet but <laughs> as you're traveling,
1: what are yeah. what are you seeing the Lord do? You I mean, we're seeing things. When we, we, we as we get a bird's eye view of the country, what the Lord's doing in the church and in raising up people to recognize that their workplace really is a mission field. We're yeah. seeing that everywhere. Yeah. And, and you mentioned something right before we went on the air that that there's a a, a city reaching movement right here that's going on. Talk to us about what's yeah. going on.
0: Yeah. So my pastor Kevin and I, we 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 talk openly about race, social injustice, uh We talk about that stuff a lot at the church, stuff that a lot of churches don't want to discuss uh, sometimes. And so we become, it's been known in the area that we're going to talk about those things that have been taboo or that some people want to skip over to be safer don't know how to address, which mm-hmm. I don't think the gospel has ever worked by avoiding a sin issue. And so... Tweetable tweet right good there. News,
2: the gospel has never that, worked by avoiding
1: a sin issue. No, yeah. I mean, that's what the, it was supposed to be good news. It was freedom from the sin that is right. surrounding us. Right,
0: and and then in order to recognize the good news, you got to see the bad news, and then you, mm-hmm. when you know the depth of the bad news, you can see the great grace of God to say, despite this, here's the solution that reconciles all of us. Amen. And when you skip over that stuff and say, hey, can we just not talk about it today let this... Let's just let's just sing a song together. That doesn't work. Let's get to the depth of what God did, and it increases your love and honor, and honor for what he's done for you. So we talk about it, and basically just uh, two, three summers ago, this summer coming up, three summers ago, was that horrible week where uh, Philando Castile out in Sterling and the $5 Dallas officers were all murdered in the same time span. And for lack of better terms, no matter what side people were on that conversation about uh, you know injustice against blacks or, or cops getting mistreated in the streets and you know, all that, everybody that week cared. Mm-hmm. And as unfortunate as it is to say, everybody that we cared. And so we scrapped the sermon and we just got on stage and we dialogued and that was the sermon. And and the reaction of people in our church from all different aspects, uh, seeing that we really need to address this with the gospel intentionally. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be long, but we got to do it. We started calling our other pastor church friends, like, "Hey, what are y'all doing? What's going on y'all church?" And a great deal of our friends were like, "I don't know what to say or what to do because if I say the wrong thing here, that's going to, you know, do this, and I don't know if I'm saying I don't feel educated." And we just, say, "Hey, let's let's come talk because we don't we're not masters of this either. Let's get together." So that Wednesday, about forty pastors showed up, and we've been meeting every other month ever since that, just talking about how can we as the church lead this conversation because we have the only answer, but we've most times removed ourselves from the conversation either for comfort or political reasons.
1: We have the only answer yeah. that the world is asking tons of questions for, but they don't, they don't know the answer. I mean, I, I tell, right. I, we say that on the air all the time, that Jesus is the answer to all the questions that people are asking, yeah. but we don't present that answer to them, which is why we're on the air, yeah. to recognize the fact that we're out there and about with people all over the country. We're in it deep with them in our workplaces. We spend 50, 40, 50 hours a week with people, yeah.
0: And they're struggling. Yeah, but it's like when, when we allow the gospel to be politicized or commercialized to where the core of the message is removed, you, you allow somebody else to frame what the gospel means and what the church is. And when they do that and the PR looks bad, people are like, well, I don't want that. And we're the only ones that actually know. Like, No, no, this is what the gospel's actually saying. There's a great deal of it that's answering every question you ask, and there's a great deal of it that's going to be directly offensive to you and me. But this is the gospel. It's a dichotomy that... 100% God, 100% man. How? No, it's deeply healing and it's deeply offensive. You're not your own God. You don't have the answers. And if we can present that and frame it for ourselves, um, as opposed to letting uh, news or enemies of the cross mm-hmm. uh, say, no, that the church is just a bunch of da-da-da-da, then, you know, we're all right. But we got to jump in those conversations instead of skipping them for comfort's sake.
1: Let's just start talking about... (laughs) He's digging. Let's start talking about what you're seeing. You mentioned that your church... There you go. I got a CD now. There you go. and, And it says, oh, and Spark is number one, which is the one I want you to perform today on the air. Let's do it. Because I saw that video... That was phenomenal. I loved
0: it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Shout out Will Thomas in Atlanta who did the video. Oh,
2: good. So, one of the things I want our listeners to hear before we go too deep into anything else Mm -hmm. is really what is the message that God has laid on your heart that you're really trying to share? Um, as you travel, as you have influence, wherever that may be in your home and across the world, across the globe. What is that message that God's telling you to share?
0: Sure. I think, I think if I had to sum it up, it would be hope. There's hope for reconciliation with God and man would be it. Um, And the way that those kind of practically lay out for me is I talk a lot. I come from a fatherless background. So I talk to a lot of fatherless kids. Mm -hmm. um, And that's, when I say fatherless kids, I'm talking about A crowd of middle school, high schoolers, when I ask somebody to raise their hand, 70% of the hands go up. White, black, and in in between doesn't matter. And I could be talking to uh, a group of young adults or young families in their 20s or 30s and their hands still go up the same. Mm -hmm. So that fatherlessness practically, how that impacts your life as well as even your understanding of the father that yeah. Jesus was talking about. And then also reconciliation between is just with the stuff we're dealing with in our country and where we are. Um, there's, there's history and stuff that has to be recognized pains that need to be called out. And um, I try to talk about that in a very real way um, and in a very uh, gospel centric way that touches those practical problems. Everybody knows. about. Well,
1: and, and really the vehicle for bringing that healing is, is the body of Christ. That's what we are supposed to be doing. That's yeah. what our role was. When I look at what the early church did to the Roman Empire, the early church lived out their faith so vibrantly, it was so compelling that it overturned the Roman Empire because of the love, the healing. And you talk about, I mean, the Roman Empire had how many different cultures amassed into it. I mean, they'd taken over the known world, yeah, except everything. for maybe Asia, so they hadn't taken over China. But when you look at it, they, that, they brought healing throughout that whole empire, yeah. which is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But it's been ignored. The, the church has widely ignored the need for reconciliation, for healing. Yeah. But it is so obvious. That the media has made it very obvious for us
0: that there's issues. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the media is not at fault for everything. Sometimes they just report stuff that's actually happening. <laughs> and sometimes they sell <laughs> Sometimes they actually report uh, stuff that actually sometimes happens. Sometimes they right. actually do every once in a while. But, I mean, like, the truth is... I mean the Bible tells us very clearly live in such a way that if anybody says anything against you that they find themselves to be wrong. Right. So if they say something that we find out to be right then we need to be the first ones to repent and fix it. Right? Absolutely. There's no there's no gospel without you know what I was wrong, repent. So that's the whole point. Um and I, that and that's I I believe the church is doing that. Like the church is active and beautiful and moving. Uh but we see and feel the ramifications from the segments that have done certain things not right not right. And we think that's the whole church. No, the church is doing beautiful things across the globe, not asking for recognition. Um, I see it everywhere I go, and I'm grateful to God for that. But there are some things I think, even in our Western culture, that we could we could do a little better. You think? There's yeah. just a few things One we could two. do. One or two.
1: I mean, I, so let's let's talk about some of those things. Well, Martha, anytime you want to jump in here. I mean, she's struggling you know, to get I just, in air.
2: I just love listening to you guys talk, and I'm sure our listeners are in that same place too. Is that <laughs> hearing your hearts and knowing that um, that God is using you in an amazing way to share? um, share a truth and to share love. And and from a perspective, even just, you know, going back to my question, I asked you about what is the message God's given you? You can speak from a place of fatherlessness, you know, whereas I can't. And so I can, I can have compassion in that situation, but I can't, I don't relate the same, but it is such an important element for understanding the love of our heavenly father. Yes, ma'am. Because if we haven't seen that beautiful love, here in our earthly form, it's hard to understand that there can be such an amazing love with our Father yes, in heaven. And um, you were, you, we were talking before um, we went on the air about the um, lyrics of songs, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about that for a minute too yeah, because sure, sure. I know Jim and I joke about it all the time. Our parents would be like, "The you know." We're not listening to the words of the song. You know, we used to say that all the time. And and in the eighties, they weren't saying necessarily the same things that they're saying today yeah. in a lot of songs. But there was, there was there was bad influence.
0: There was still a lot of there nonsense. was there was yeah.
2: and and I know that we um we we weren't trying to be rebellious, but we're like, oh, we just like the music. We're not listening to the words, mm-hmm. but we know for a fact that those words impact people when they listen so speak yeah. to the speak to lyrics and what god's the power telling of you music. Well, sure. to write
1: and the power of music as we're talking with legend nigel anderson check him out online legend.tv that's not legend it's l-e-g-i-n.tv <laughs> legend.tv go ahead
0: yeah well i mean we had this conversation the first time about uh, we talked about this i remember i remember that conversation mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that a lot like uh just music and movies and content and all that type of stuff we're listening to uh, i think you know plato's got a quote we think it's plato we don't really know but he says music is the most dangerous weapon because it bypasses the senses and goes straight to the heart it does oh. right so true god yeah. knew that yeah and you can you can recall lyrics from the 80s and 70s mm-hmm. right now for stuff that you don't theologically agree with but you still know every word yep you call right. it as old no, you no, I'm calling called you, I called you. I called you season. Season, no, it's I chronologically call, superior. I would call you old, and I would call Martha season and wise. <laughs> chronologically superior—that's what we call. <laughs> it. Okay, fine, that works. <laughs> um, but I think, man, just we know that there's never been like it's easy to demonize one group of music over the other, right? And, uh, but I mean, there's good and bad in all of it. And so when I look at hip hop, man, we talked about this too. Like there's, there's not hip hop needs jesus like every culture of music needs jesus but the the cool thing is there's never been a fear of a god conversation in hip-hop culture Mm because it's been deeply rooted in the hope of god from the beginning now that's gotten humanity and broken theologies in there and all that and Mm -hmm. typically that's what you see promoted but it's easy to walk in and say hey man i want to talk about christ today we're like all right and it's not even like a you know, whatever. So it's just, how do we get a theological truth of historical biblical Christ, and why mm-hmm. is that important? It's uh, a, a heavy apologetic is needed, which is why I listen to Robbie Zacharias a lot,
1: and he's intense. All right, yeah, so these conversations you you talked, and, and I know that the hip hop culture deals with this, and and the rap music deals with this. We're actually touching on the issues that culture is struggling with, and in yeah. our culture the last, certainly the last twenty years has really started to. I mean, it's something that obviously Martin Luther King. Brought to the forefront and successfully brought it to the forefront. It's just too bad he wasn't there. I mean, I've read some of his stuff. It's powerful. Yeah, uh, it's too bad that he got wiped out, but God had allowed that to happen because it. He had a purpose, man. I'm not sure what the purpose is, but how do we how do we take this the the negative rhetoric, and which is which is being communicated in the music? A lot of different music. Mm-hmm. How do we turn that into a conversation about Christ? How do we talk about the healing that? I mean. The gospel, when, when somebody surrenders their life to Christ, healing goes throughout the soul. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it starts on the inside, it comes out, and the outside coming in. How, how do we, how do we tra- turn that conversation away from political negative rhetoric, a lot of cultural
0: hatred to Jesus? How do we do that? I think we, I think we have to really, really look at what Jesus actually did, because it's easy to know and recite the facts about Christ but not see the implications of the things he actually said and how he lived. So if, if Christ is incarnate, stepped off his throne, went to a poor hood of Nazareth and lived uh, a carpenter's, you know, regular life for 30 something years. And they started a ministry where he was ostracized by all sides of the political spectrum, Pharisees and Sadducees, both opposing political parties said, we, we don't like what he's saying because it's hurting both of us so much that they got together to stop him. He was saying stuff that was, uh, making both sides of the aisle frustrated. Conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrats, Jesus was right in the middle and nobody was comfortable or safe around him. And I think if we're actually going to live like Christ did when he sat at the table with all people, uh, he took the time not to put his identity in his position, but in his identity in himself. He's like, I am the way. Like, not the I am the me alone so i'm going to be present with you so if the church is going to be the christian i.e the little christ or you know that in, in people's lives we've got to be incarnate with the very people that we quote unquote disagree with and be present to to understand where they're coming from to how can we live out christ amongst you and make the points we need to make with you so you can see what the gospel looks like being lived out with you how does that practically play out so we're typically we want to sit from our corners and make arguments about things. We want to argue over hashtags and which political group is better and why Jesus is best reflected in my political party and we we put the gospel underneath these other banners where it was never supposed to be under. Mm. Like, you know what i'm saying? Like the gospel's supposed to the gospel's supposed to you know identify these banners for us that we lift up, not the other way around. So, in one corner We'll say Black Lives Matter is uplifting the oppressed. It's, hey, man, there are people getting shot in the streets and there's no accountability for the cops and nobody cares about. And and we're just saying, oh, well, he was a thug anyway. So we're saying Black Lives Matter so that we can say, listen, we matter too. That's the Imago Day. Help us out. In the other corner... Over here, Black Lives Matter means anti-American cop-killing terrorist hate group because somebody did the hashtag and did something silly with it. And we fuss from our corners and never come to the middle and say, hey, man, when you hear me say this, what do you actually hear? Mm. And, oh, oh, I don't, I, I, you know, I hear this. Well, man, dude, that's not what it is. And, and and we don't have those relational conversations.
2: So we're so thankful to be here with Legend, our friend that we have known for a while now. and well, Three being, years, huh? yeah. Yeah, I think so. And being able to be in your home, be in your church, actually, in the building today. Give a At plug. Crossroads mm-hmm. Church.
0: There it is, Crossroads, right here in Larchmont Mountain, Norfolk, by ODU. Right there by you. the base. Right by the base, oh, near the base. Yeah, we're like in between ODU and the base. I just, I just followed GPS. <laughs> no idea. This yeah. is
2: an amazing area, so we are thankful for our listeners that are here in the area. They're going to recognize who you are and where we are more than us. But we are thankful <laughs> to be in in your home here Glad and you're here. and um, sharing what God has been using you for and that you've been. Um, allowing him to use you as a vessel because I think you. that's really the message that I hear from your life is that um, you're just saying, okay, God, you're teaching me stuff and I want to share it with other people and I want to be who you want me to be. So we are, we are grateful for that.
1: Yeah. All right. You were saying before the break that, you know, people use Jesus for their own motivations mm-hmm. as opposed to us being centered on who Jesus is. I mean, mm-hmm. if, I think, I think that's what you said. I summarized what you said. But really, when I look yeah. at it, the conversations are, the rhetoric is ridiculous yeah, on both nasty. sides of the article. Uh, right. And in this country, it's, it's you know, it's it's political parties. But Jesus, the political parties hated Jesus. Hated him. The religious people hated Jesus. Right. I mean, they, they wanted him dead because he was threatening their money, power, and control structure. Jesus isn't about money, power, and control. Right. It's about life transformation. Mm-hmm. And so it, we all have, all of us Jesus followers have Jesus in common. Mm-hmm. And that's where we need to start is yeah. with Jesus in common. Yeah. And we have brothers and sisters in Christ of all shades of pigmentation, of all different ethnic backgrounds, Right, but we have Jesus in common. We have different culture that's built into that, mm-hmm. but that's where the healing starts mm-hmm. because none of us is without sin
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we all need Jesus. Right, And we all have the power of God through the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. Yeah. That's the commonality we need to find. But this... in. But if the church doesn't lead out in this, the church becomes irrelevant.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. and
1: we're rapidly on the approach to that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at, I mean, Revelation, right? You see the end game of everything. There's a detail that we quote often that the biblical writers could have skipped and just said, "I saw a multitude of a lot of people." So no, I saw a multitude of people. Nobody could count from every nation, tribe, and tongue, and added that on purpose because the gospel doesn't demand us to leave our culture behind. There is a, rec- there's a reconciliation and a unity while keeping your cultural identity in the gospel, in the kingdom, that every culture submitted to this ethic of the gospel, period. And that's the beautiful thing I see. Like, so a lot of churches, uh, I heard one guy say this, he was doing a diversity uh, talk, and he said, most churches, they don't want diversity, they want assimilation. They want mm-hmm. Leave that at the door and just come and do this, wear these type of clothes, sing this type of song. And versus like, no, what do you bring to the table that we can enjoy now in the gospel? So like that's something that is really intentional and takes a lot of hard work to do. But we got to, it's worth our time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the assimilation, that's the Borg model, as best known on Star Trek. <laughs> the Borg model. But but it is so true. My mom was a Star Trek. Head. She, I got, I got oh that man, instantly. Got, yeah. Is your mom still around? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I got to talk to her then. Yeah. Okay,
0: So, she, but she, she didn't that. raise
1: you on Star Trek?
0: She No, she made me watch it. You okay. know what I'm saying? I dug, I made, dug it to Next Generation or the, yeah, first, uh, the first up? And I'm talking about old William Shatner stuff and oh, then Next Generation. Oh. Okay, all right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so... But there's a lot I learned
1: about God from Star Trek. I mean there really is. But but yeah. the but, but the Borg really that assimilation thing is so true. Mm-hmm. Yet what we have seen is that there are so many lovers of Jesus across this country and across this globe that that worship him differently, yet we all worship the same God. There's mm-hmm. seven and a half billion people on this planet, all made in the image of God, yet all different. Mm-hmm. As different as each snowflake is different than each snowflake. Mm-hmm. We all worship God differently because we all are different.
0: Right, exactly. Yet,
1: yet we get caught up on color of skin mm-hmm. instead of being caught up on who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. So... Let's talk about some solutions. In fact, why don't, you know you you wrote this song? Is it okay to call it a song? I mean, it's rap. Yes, it's still yes, a song. Okay. Still a song. Okay, okay, <laughs> it is still that, a song. That hasn't <laughs> changed. Okay, no, okay. It's and what sh- did we learn it's, today it's, about it's, rap, it's, Jim? Well, it's rhythm and poetry. R A P, which 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 is fantastic because that's what it is. It's, I mean, I see it more as rhythm and poetry than I see, see it as a song. But for some, that's music. Yeah, sure. Um, you've got the song you wrote, Spark. Yeah, and I got to, I watched the video before we got on the road, and I'm like. Oh, I'd like Legend to perform that when we're on the air. Would sure. you
0: be willing to do that? Sure, dude.
1: Yeah, why not? I don't have the music, and I'm not going to go do the beatbox behind mm-hmm. me, because that would be really well, embarrassing. Right.
0: We got Martha here to do that. It's fine. You <laughs> Martha, knock it out for us. No, but I got a mic, so I'm, I'm happy to do that. My wife convinced me to do a spoken word album, and I did that so it could be a bridge between your avid hip-hop listener and your non-avid hip-hop listener, and I thought that it would be do- dope to do spoken word and just lay it all out. So, so w-
1: explain that for some people that don't know what spoken word, 'cause you've t- you said that before when we were yeah. on
0: there. Spoken word versus what? Spoken word would be more of what somebody would see. It's like somebody just reading poetry. Okay. But it's got more of a it's got more of a, a cadence to it sometimes. Sure. It's not as structured as a song, but it's still it's kind of in between both. Okay. Um but just say poetry for the average person. So here is Spark by legend. Spark, yeah. So I really hope these strings will communicate my heart and if they don't, I just pray that there'll be a start. What I can't say, I play in art. Make plain the vague, hope it makes a spark of a little bit of light in all this dark. I have friends who's dear to me, don't understand the pain I see. I'm building something great, but sometimes I feel the vacancy. Don't know where to turn. Feeling lost inside this greatness seems oxymoronic. I'm doing fine as far as they can see. Social media got us confused. It's a place to post the news. Not a place to post how you are really doing. So we don't. Because we don't want to hear it. Emoji hands, I'm praying for you. Thou shalt not lie. We really know we won't. So if I say that, I really drop my head and whisper something to the father. Wish I would pray for me when I get bothered. When Shekinah was a toddler, zero to 100, I would yell because I had stress outside that harmed us, and I'm sorry. And I can't go to sleep awake without things on my brain like close people that's in pain I know, folk I know that ain't right. See, he left down a dangerous road, don't know if it's day night for us to get a call saying he ain't make it to daylight. See, I grew up with stories of inequality and fake rights to pacify a movement people ain't want to see take flight. A hope of overcoming, then Tamir got shot and nothing happened. I looked at Josiah like, we really in the same fight. See, I have white friends I love dearly. My arm, I give the right for. Who complain about these issues like an eyesore. They'll go away if we don't look. Nothing cancer victims say, but the truth they cannot see behind their eyeboards, they won't take the plank out while they're rolling in the sawdust. American dreaming to build a house on false constructs, can't notice the foot in laws from dust that turns to quicksand, and want to fix this land from a distance when an instance where it all goes away without repentance, but then go to church and praise them with WWJD on their wristbands. While we were yet sinners, hit the cross for the undeserving, but we get convenient. When it turns out for others serving. Cool to hear about pain. If it don't disrupt our undergirdens. Don't take your knee. Do it this way. No concern. That brother's hurting. Find a way to discredit. Find a way to dismiss him. Maybe he shouldn't care because he's mixed. You just switch religions. Maybe I wasn't there. Why should I pay for these sins I didn't? Whether it's fake news or stay woke. We stay blaming systems. See we stay blaming isms. Point fingers from our corners and falling back. Not realizing all these isms we struggle with are all results of that. But I'm all for that. Meanwhile, I was really bugging. Still feel I struggle some days as a son and a husband. Feel like I fight to make change and don't know if it's buzzing, then have nothing left for my family. I just know that I love them, owe them the best, but feel I give them seconds over others. Not my intention, but this feeling's real over-redundant. Lay my kids down, feel like I failed again. It's so repugnant, I'm just fighting hard to try and be. Who my daddy wasn't, I have high standards i want the best for them but without god on my best day all i can give them in my best is sin my wife holds on to me through the best of them she's seen me at my worst and still whispers to me rest in him i don't understand it all and i never claimed to but when i couldn't He sent me this brown-skinned angel A messenger of grace I know the difference between Satan and his claims too Don't know where I'm going all the time But I know how grace moves So new day, I'ma face you With all my pain and stains too All the things that's winging on my heart I can't explain to I will make it over things others can't relate to Hands high, face low Still remains my angle I just pray this transparent moment Really helps you make it through No matter what's in your way I just hope you make it too Whether inside or outside Whatever's pain in you I pray this transparent moment Really helps you pray too I really hope these strings I'll oh, communicate my heart And if they don't I pray it'll be a start What I can't say I'll place an art Make plain the vague Hope it makes a spark Of a little bit of light And all this dark I really hope these strings will communicate my heart And if they don't I pray it'll be your start What I can't say I'll place an art Make plain the vague Hope it makes a spark Of a little bit of light And all this dark Amen Amen
1: Wow <clears throat> There's healing to be had We need to lead out I mean it's hard to know Where to start Like you, like you were saying Off the air it's hard to even know how to begin that conversation in the church, and because on Sundays we now we're in, in Tampa, where we broadcast out of, it's the most segregated day of the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we begin? But when we go to work, we're very diversified. Mm-hmm. In our workplaces, we are. So that's where it can start. I yeah. mean, it's probably not going to start on Sunday. Yeah. But we can start talking about these issues, and one of the things we've seen is that there really are issues that need to be healed. Mm-hmm. But we need to, they need to be talked about. The conversation. How do we start these conversations?
0: Uh, there's, there's part of it that makes sense and is convenient, and 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 a biblical example everybody could get behind. There's a part that's inconvenient. And you just got to do it. The convenient piece, I think, is um, is that. Church leaders, what they can do is be intentional about who's on their stages and who's in their leadership. Um, not to not to check a box or fill a board, still praying for God to bring the right people. But being intentional about what's reflected in our elder board and on our stage and all that is going to impact who's comfortable coming in here because it shows what's important to you. That's because just me being on stage here at church, I mean, we did it because it was what we felt God was calling it to do. But it says something that I'm the second largest voice in this church and I'm not on staff and I'm not an ordained pastor. That's on purpose. And I thank God for that. Um, But I don't think the primary healing is going to come from a church structure. I think it's the people, something I call the Jonah principle. Right. It's it's that whole idea that God told Jonah to go into the middle of the street and just in the street yell out. Here's what's happening. Here's what's going. The people heard the truth. The people repented. And then it trickled up to the leaders, i.e. politicians, church leaders, whatever, and then they decreed laws and said, okay, that's, that's what Martin Luther King needs. The people, the people, the people. And then it went up to the White House and the Supreme Court. And that's the Jonah principle. So the people that are in our churches are the answer, not the church leaders. They're the ones that are gonna go into the workplace and say, hey man, listen, I want a real relationship with you outside of there. Can you bring your kids over? Can I come to your house? Can we have fun? Can we hang out? And doing that with the intentionality of the gospel, not just to check a box and say, I've got this color friend," that, but like really have real relationships. That's going to impact worshiping together, churches together. It's going to change the demographic. It's going to make leaders do things because they're going to see God moving in that way from the ground up like Jonah. Um, The hard thing is that the stuff people want to, they want to hang out and have barbecues and all that, but they want to skip over like stuff we really got to talk about in our country like you know, why certain rates and certain rates of incarceration are happening in certain cities and certain laws that are in place and are impacting certain people and people can get shot and just get off and we can say, oh, well, good riddance. He was a thug. That part that we got to talk about. That's the stuff that people don't want to discuss because it's painful, it's harmful, and it, it can make your certain political positions you have. uh be you know appear infallible and we don't want to believe that the team that we're on isn't always 100 percent right and there's certain (laughs) things we got to do to say look my team is not the gospel my team's not infallible jesus isn't running
2: you know one of the things i'm hearing and we're talking with our friend legend here from virginia and we um want to continue this conversation but thank you for sharing your song and people can find that on Mm -hmm. legend.tv
0: legend.tv or they can look up legend on spotify apple music itunes anywhere excellent Thank you so much. Thanks, man.
2: L-E-G-I-N dot
1: All right, we're talking with Legend <laughs> today. Check them out online, legend.tv, legend.tv. Got me all choked up at the end of the last segment. Legend.tv. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mary. You know, we want, your song was incredible. There's so many different things I would love to talk about, but I think what's incredible is that so many people in the church think that Jesus would be a Republican in, in the churches that I go to. So many people <laughs> in the church, churches you go to, they think Jesus would be a Democrat. And here's, the, here's the good news. Jesus wouldn't have been either. He wouldn't have been either. Both parties would have hated him, right? Uh, because he would have called them both out. But it's just like when Jesus is calling out the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and then he goes and calls out the teachers of the law, and, and they're like, "Jesus, the words that you say, those are hurtful. Yeah, those those you're hurting my
0: feelings. Right?
1: You're making me feel bad." Right. He's like, "Absolutely." Yeah. you you're,
0: you're. He said, "He said, hey guys, do all the stuff they're saying, but don't do what they do." Yeah, I was like, Ooh. yeah. Things, so, man.
1: So let's, I mean, you, you've got so many different things that you're working on, but I want to I want to finish with this. I don't want to talk about racial reconciliation, but I want to talk about reconciliation within our country. Because in my mind, and, and you, I want you to argue with me on this. Yeah, sure. I don't want to talk about racial reconciliation because we're all from the same race. So How do you reconcile the same race? Now, we, we have many different pigmentations, but we all run back to the same three guys. Mm-hmm. Noah's three sons and their three wives. We all mm-hmm. run back there. But there is cultural differences that run with the pigmentation of our skin, Mm -hmm. and it varies depending on which part of the world that we're from. Mm -hmm. But we need to talk about church reconciliation, Mm -hmm. because the churches, there's 45,000 denominations in this country. Mm -hmm. How do we bridge this to save our country and to introduce them to Jesus, to give them the good news, show them the bad news and give them the good news? How How do we change the conversation away from things that, all they do is throw. It's like throwing nuclear bombs into people. <laughs> Instead of doing that, how do we change that to be giving them a glass of ice water mm-hmm. on a hot
0: day? The 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 church itself, or the church dealing with people. I'm you talking about us
1: out there in the marketplace and the workplaces of America. How do we start, how do we bring how do we start bringing healing to our culture, our country?
0: Yeah, I think uh, again, like uh, you know, so to the. Do you want me to, you say you want me to argue with you, you want me to respond to the well, race piece know, first?
1: Well, the other race piece, because I know yeah. that... Yeah, so
0: it- on the race piece, I think, um, I think, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Biblically, I do. I think that, you know, whether, whether race is a real thing or a false social construct that we made up to divide ourselves, whatever the case may be, somebody who doesn't believe that, you know, if we go back to the lineage of Noah, then if they don't believe that, then... you know race is still a real conversation so starting where it is i think we can still have that talk about yeah you're black i'm white i'm this i'm this and then we can still have that conversation and still bring it to the beauty of where god's goal is in revelation and see those things because you know my friends say i don't see color they're coming from a place of saying i don't judge by that and i appreciate that but for me historically who's been oppressed in this country because of color that's saying you don't see me for who i am or what i've had to go through like i think God sees color. Hmm. He loves color. He made it. He, he obviously painted us the way we are. And at That's the a great way to say that. Facts, you know what I'm saying? And then at the end of everything, he celebrates that we're all together under one banner, even in our individuality. So I think it's important to not not to say I don't see color, but to see color difference culture as God sees it, all beautiful and made in his image, which you've already said.
1: But but it, but it's but you just said that one guy says, hey, I don't see color. And what he meant was, hey, I, I, I you know, I've got... It, it's not important to me. Yeah, but he was what, trying to but say But what you heard right. was you're not seeing my struggle.
0: Right. Exactly. And, and so, that's and but, that's the corners thing we talked about. Like one corner that sounds right. I don't see color. Amago day isn't that biblical? It's it's where they're coming from is 100 percent right. On the other end, mean if I don't know this guy's heart, it's just a dismissive comment that predominant culture gets to make because they don't have to deal with the so ramifications. So we got to seek
1: to understand facts.
0: I told her, this church asked me to come talk about white privilege. It was a white church. And I said, sure. I said, you've heard that term and gotten offended. They were like, absolutely. I said, here's what I think it means in this core. Because I know white friends who have harder lives than me. So that's not, I don't think it automatically means silver spoon, which is how it's interpreted. I think it means that if there is a race problem in our country, and if it does not change, you probably wouldn't be affected either way. That's what I think the privilege of it is. That's it. It's not. It doesn't mean silver spoon. It doesn't mean that you're mean and that you hate me by default. It just means that as a predominant culture, that you're not going to have minority struggles, and we and we need to intentionally have conversations to understand that. That's all I think it means. And it's taken that. Then there's you know all the different branches that spills out into. Um, so well, well, let's well, have relationships.
1: And, and, and really, we could have a whole show talking about some of the things that have been specifically targeting targeted the black culture in our country things handed down from the government i mean higher yeah. interest rates on homes homes in neighborhoods where they're not a you know white people aren't allowed to sell to black people black people aren't allowed to move into those neighborhoods i mean it's stuff right. that went on that nobody ever talked about
0: no talked about it um, didn't, pra- didn't, privatized didn't prison I mean, systems like pr- yeah, i mean nothing man people don't i have i have really access well-meaning to
1: banking th- versus access to payday lending I mean, facts
0: just- and i have i have really well-meaning beautiful white brothers and sisters and friends who just don't know those things. Mm-hmm. But, but, but that's because it's never been talked about. Right. We didn't know. And maybe if Martin Luther King had lived to be
1: 80, we would have gotten to hear those things, but he didn't. He got killed at 40. So... Yeah.
2: So we feel like this is an opportunity for our listeners to kind of peek in and lean in to a conversation that they are not having because, number one, they don't know who to ask. Yeah. You know, because you could ask the wrong person. Yeah. And get, get a very – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you
1: ask it with honesty and with love, I mean, because really the bottom line is what you're saying is – I'm sorry, Martha. I,
2: no, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. This is – it's about love. It's yeah. about – and God's love helps us to have these conversations in a way where we can all learn mm-hmm. and and um love each other, yeah. you know, and be able to um have some reconciliation because living in ignorance
0: yeah. does
2: no good. And you
0: gotta be willing to you gotta be willing to ask the wrong person too. You gotta be willing to go through what if I get rejected here? What mm-hmm. if I I've had I've had friends come up to me and ask me questions and conversations that were deeply offensive and they didn't know it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, they less they don't know, so I'm gonna invest an hour in my life so we yeah. can you know what I'm saying, and that's was worth that. But it's got those are the conversations we got to have, the tough ones. Yeah. And
1: but it is you mentioned earlier. One of the things you know, we're in the workplace. We're very diversified in the workplace: religions, colors of skin, backgrounds from all over the world. Yeah. The greatest way to start those conversations is to start actually working intentionally on befriending the people in the workplaces and, and having them over for dinner. Yeah. And, I mean, that's one of the things that I love. You mentioned barbecue. Okay, I'm thinking Let's do it. barbecue for lunch today here in, <laughs> in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Um, talk to me about what does that look? I, don't, I, I Actually, we're running out of time, and I want to be able to talk about the Safe House Project. But if, if, if you're working in a workplace that's very diversified, and somebody that didn't look like you asked you over for dinner, would you go? Yeah, hundred percent.
0: I mean, it's just if it fits, it just gotta fit the calendar and the wife. Like, you cool? Yeah, let's do it. We set it up. Like, it's worth the time. It's yeah. worth the
1: time. And, and that's something we need really need to do. And we're, we're we're running out of time. But I really want to talk about. This is so much to talk about. I might have to do this again. but oh, we're going to have to do it again. <laughs> the Safe Always. House Project. Yeah. This is something you launched years ago. It's growing. It's expanding. It's, it's about ready to, you know, it's really launching in Africa. You, uh, talk to us about what's going on with the Safe House Project really quick.
0: So I went to went to South Africa with my church in 2016 to work in an orphan care center. And we found out uh, after I asked Dr. Marsha what's next year, uh, she said, we really need a safe house. And I said, why? But about 130 of their kids. There's a great deal of them, uh, particularly the young ladies as they develop who are in danger of sexual abuse and potentially trafficking. And they need a home for those kids that they know are the most vulnerable to be safe so they don't end up in that life. And so we came back. We couldn't sleep. Uh, my whole label put our year on hold and we said, hey, let's make an album to raise some awareness for this. And uh, so we made an album. We, we put it out through my nonprofit, Expect Renaissance, that we use for community stuff. And we released it into the uh, and just said, man, maybe somebody would have Deep Pocket will cut a check and we'll get them the $100,000. It sparked a movement. Uh, my friend christy came on board who's the ceo of safe house now and she said let's do a race series i said sure um that that was successful and people just from all different flavors running race yeah running race yeah sorry like a 5k half marathon and uh and that was successful and by the end of 2017 we're like we need to make this his own thing so we made a separate nonprofit. i stayed on board as the founder christy ceo Brittany came in she's killing it from a development we're gonna talk to her tomorrow yeah britney's amazing shout out to britney and christy and vicky and Mm -hmm. they um we ended up making this own organization with the goal of always funding the work in south africa and also uh, evolving to fund work here in the states because there's three hundred thousand kids in the states that are victims of trafficking that i think happened right under our noses
1: mm-hmm. well uh, yeah it's i mean it's everywhere i mean the, the mm-hmm. it, human trafficking is one thing that's that's when they're talking about adults but child trafficking 300,000 kids stuck in trial, uh, child trafficking sexual trafficking it's, it's amazing in the states.
2: And listeners, tomorrow we're going to really dig into this topic, so please c- come back for tomorrow. Please.
1: All right, check out legend on t- online legend.tv, legend.tv. Legend, you got 40 seconds, speak to the audience. The biggest thing that's on your heart, you want you want to hear from they want to hear from you.
0: Love you guys. Um let make sure that what goes in is good for you, because what that'll be what comes out, content-wise, music, media, sermons, anything. If it lines up with Jesus, keep it. If it doesn't, don't believe it. Um, and Legend TV at Legend TV on Instagram or Facebook. I love to chat with you youtube.com slash legend tv everything is this is a pattern here uh, <laughs> my new album dark room is out it's all spoken word like spark i hope you dig it enjoy it share it with a friend and book me to come perform it live or speak mm-hmm. to you and if
1: they want to book you and have mean, just go out to your website yep. legend. Legend. TV. legend.tv slash booking slash booking.
0: booking just try to keep it simple <laughs> <laughs>
1: Legend, we're grateful for your honesty. We want to keep this conversation Thanks, going. We, we, this is this is something that if we can drive reconciliation in the marketplace, it will reverse influence the church. And maybe we can show as marketplace leaders, workplace leaders, we can reverse it and show the pastors how it's done.
0: <laughs> but like
1: you're doing it right here in your area, though, that's already happening. Yes, sir. Yeah. So thank you, Legend, for being on the radio with us today. Thanks for letting me be here, bro. It's been fantastic. Check us out online. Check Legend out online. Legend.tv. Legend.tv. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for for him. him.